So what's up? Uh, I mean, you know, um, we, it's hard, it's hard, you know, it's hard to come back into this after doing this last week and have something <laughs> new to talk about, but right. Right. it's, it's been good. It's been good. I've been working on various things. I've been working on class stuff. I've been working on... Building a portfolio, I guess, doing doing that kind of professional bullshit and all that. So just just kind of out out here doing the damn thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I started school again. Um mm -hmm. holy shit. I'm sorry, Smile is just going absolutely ape shit in her tank right now. Wants to be on the podcast, has some she thoughts about the movie. Yeah, I'd let her out and, like, let her roam free and be on the podcast, but I know for a fact that the instant that I let her out of my room, out of her tank and let her just, like, free roam my room, she will shit on my floor, and I, mm. I, I, I got a carpet down here. Well, that's the, that's the jigsaw trap, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Release the lizard. You can release the lizard to let her roam free, but the payoff is that she'll shit on the floor. And I mean, I'll probably just what I'll probably end up doing is just giving her a bath after we're done recording and trying to induce a turd and then let her run around. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It's what we, she deserves, frankly. Oh yeah, I guess I guess I don't really know much about lizard maintenance, about the uh, the stuff that goes into bathing lizards, inducing turds. That sort it's, of ba bathing a lizard is really easy. You put the lizard in a bathtub. If you don't have a bathtub, you put the lizard in a sink. You fill it up with warm water to about like their knee what I, their knee height. And then you just kind of splash water over their back, and then you just kind of keep doing that, and then they'll like splash around in it, and then like 15 minutes later, you take them out, you take them out, dry them, pat dry them with a towel, and then you put them under their heat lamp. Oh yeah, I, I you know what? I wish somebody would dry me with a towel and put me under a heat lamp. You know? Honest, can you like you know everyone's? Are you familiar with that Tumblr post that's like the 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 bearded dragon being put into a field of uh, daisies and like someone drawing the comparison of imagine if a imagine if a benevolent god picked you up and placed you into a field of chicken nuggets? Yeah, hell yeah! I, I, I mean, I want this. It's Sunday, you know. Sunday fun day. Time to relax. Time to rest. Time to daydream about being a lizard. I guess sunning myself in that way. Right. I think it'd be pleasant. I I mean, it I would be. I can't claim to relate to the inner workings of a lizard's body or a lizard's brain, but when I think about taking a bath and just kind of sitting under a sunlamp, I say, oh, it's nice to me. So maybe they maybe they know something we don't. Maybe they got it figured out. Yeah. So if you if you hear any clanking and blanking, that smile that smile bonking her 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 vegetable dish up against the side of her tank. Ah, she's got she's got a little seashell that I put her that I put her veggies in. Mm-hmm. And she likes to bonk it, is what I hear. Yeah, I, it's my fault for putting it too close to the edge of the tank. But honestly, if I put it anywhere else, smile would a overturn the thing just crossing from one edge of the tank to another, and b she would gradually like waddle it towards the edge of the tank and just. Like, you know, just clonk it there. Just clonk it there. Yeah, she, she knows what's up. She knows how to clonk. Has she it knows how to clonk, out. knows how to bonk, knows how to fucking get down and party. God, I wish that were me. I wish I could clonk and bonk. <laughs> I'm coming down with a severe case of bonkus of the clonkus, and as such, I have to tap out of September. Yeah, I mean, after this movie, you may want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, let's get, let's get into it. Let's get into it.
fear baiting everyone. It's your number one uh women are nothing but a vehicle for violence podcast. Yeah, it's your it's your number one your number one nuttiest ending twelve minutes in the entire Saw franchise podcast. It's your number one, wait, what the fuck podcast? <laughs> it's your number one, I just finished this movie, I need to go walk around my house podcast. I literally, literally, I, that's what I said, I literally got, I I got off the call which with which you were streaming Saw 4 to me, and I just like, I went and did some chores to like, just occupy my mind with something else for a brief moment, because I knew that similarly to, the, to Saw 3, I would not be able to stop thinking about Saw 4 in a similar way. Exactly. Like, that's <laughs> the thing about this movie, is we were watching it, and, and just, just to, just to kind of tee this up the way that I teed up the previous films, this is not one of my favorite Saw movies. I yeah. think this is probably my least favorite behind 2. I think 2 is still the worst one to me. I think 4 edges it out just because the fucking John Kramer backstory stuff is so hacky and absurd and it just it it really is. And in for in you know, and you take you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. I I think this is my my second least favorite, and then final chapter is above this, and then my top four is Saw, Saw 6, Saw 3, and Saw 5. So, that said, that said, uh, the ending of this movie fucks. <laughs> the ending like, of this movie is so stupid, it's so if you could If you could excise the ending of this movie from the rest of it, like, I think this would, this would be, like, the thing is that, like, I think this is a, like, like, what... This movie is as bad as the other Saw franchise, as the other Saw entries that I've seen, with a better, with a really good ending. But the thing is, it's just dragged down so much by like, like we we talked last week about like the 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 woman getting boobied up in the be, being like you know showered while she's all boob while she's all titted up in the freezer, right? Like yeah. But like th- this is like violence to women on a whole other level that like is not foreign to me because I've seen a lot of horror movies, but I was honestly really disappointed by the lengths to which they went. Like, there was literally a point in the middle of this movie where I almost asked you to stop it because I was like, I don't want to look at this anymore for a yeah, minute. Yeah, this one's, this one's a little rougher with all that than I remembered it being. I I think that it is certainly, in terms of the writing, it it's, it's bad in a bad way. It's also bad in a way that's very funny to me at times but i do think the stuff that's actually right, bad like, about the, it is is just horrible right like this, this yeah the things that are actually bad like this is like i i think you may or may not know about me both you and the listening audience is that i fucking hate loss like lost.jpg is what i i truly fucking despise it sure like i just think it is unfunny it is just like unkind that like a miscarriage is just something that is so traumatic and so uh it's just an unimaginable amount of heartache. And no matter how much you dress to me, no matter how much you dress that up and, Oh, it's just making fun of the the storytelling that Tim Buckley does. Like, it's still just like, yeah, but the punchline is miscarriage. Yeah. It's, it's not great. And this movie is not great about that shit either. This movie is the animated version. This movie, not animated. This movie is the live action loss. It's, it's so, it's so absurd. It, It is like, I think I think uh, like bad writing, bad writing in software, right? Put a big heading up at the top of a whiteboard that says bad writing in software, right. and I, I have a column that says good, good, bad, and I have a column that says bad, bad. And in the good, bad column, 
uh, the good bad things about this movie are number one, this is where the Saw franchise becomes a soap opera. It is no longer a series of horror films. It is a seven-act soap opera where people get dismembered sometimes. Very yeah. funny. <laughs> number two, the twist. Great. Stupid as fuck. It's so good. It rules. It kicks ass. Uh, number three... John Kramer. Just everything Tobin Bell does in this film. Absolutely absurd. And then bad, on the bad, bad column is literally every other thing that happens at any given moment in this entire motion picture. It's, it's so, it's so much. Yeah, it is, it's... it is, it, the problem with this one is, it's not only that this movie has such a just inherently misogynistic view of the world and again i think i think we've discussed this a little bit on this podcast which is that everybody in the saw franchise is either a cop a killer or a victim and so it is this it is this incredible narrative of this exploitative victimization of women and it's 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 married to the fact that this is where they decide that this franchise is going to have plot revelations every 20 seconds so yeah. it's not only that it's bad, but it's so it's happening so much, just, just like constantly. So, like there, yeah. there's a reveal, there's a reveal near the end of the movie that like is like it's a micro reveal, and like I asked for I'm not going to discuss it in length here, but like I asked for clarification at the moment because the movie did not dwell on it for very long because there's it was building up to another bigger reveal that had to happen 20 seconds later. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. This is where like. This is where I, I think I think you uh, can look at the Saw franchise um, and, and and split it up As like we this. Are. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But you can look at the original seven movies, not including Jigsaw or Spiral, and split them up like this, which is there is the first three Saw films, which all find their genesis in uh, Saw One, kind of seven ripoff locked room thriller with fucked up traps, right? And mm-hmm. then you have Saw 5 through 7, which is where it gets into, like, gruesome, stupid Looney Tunes, like, Rube Goldberg trap contraptions, right? Like, Saw 7, the final chapter, is the one with the cuck trap at the Apple Store, right? It's the one where they put <laughs> Chester Bennington in the car yeah, the and he, Nazi, like, drives the through the garage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the Nazi death trap. Yeah. Jigsaw was off the shits on that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's such a good trap. But, 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 but Saw 4 is right in the middle of all this where... It is this it is this transitory work between the tones of the franchise between the two very disparate tones of these right films. It, it, and like I think it, I think it, it, it's like if the it's like if the Old Testament and the New Testament had an intermission yeah exactly exactly I mean it is the book of Saul right it, it's a religious text <laughs> oh my god it is so this Jesus movie Christ. I think is 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 part of it is struggling to transition the Saw franchise into a new direction because this is where the guy uh, in the first movie who plays Adam, uh, I think his name is Leigh Whannell, he wrote... Yes, it is. Yes, it is Leigh Whannell. I have a friend who is fucking obsessed with him. Yeah, very popular, very popular figure within the Saw fandom, but he not only starred in the first movie, he wrote the first three, and this is the first one that does not have him involved as a writer, and you can kind of tell that they're trying to figure out what direction this franchise is going in. Right. And un- un- unfortunately, that manifests in, like, a lot of weird sexist violence and shit like that. But, again, 
it is where they just say, fuck it, this is going to become Homestuck, where there's, like, eight <laughs> concurrent plot lines, and shit is happening so often that if you miss anything, you will have no idea what's going on in these movies. So should we get, should we get started? Yeah, we probably should just work through this, so we can, we can talk about the bright points in the middle of complaining yeah. about this so- movie. I, I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to mention that because I think I meant to do this last week, but I, I didn't. Um, I love the Twisted Pictures logo. It's the NeverSoft logo of 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 movie logos to me. Oh yeah, like it's just you know th- there might as well just be a fucking bouncing eyeball that like bring like bounces in like the Pixar lamp and then gets impaled by a stake in the middle of the words Twisted and Pictures. Yeah, yeah. It's a um, it's what it is. Is it's like a spike, and then uh, it 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 spins around. And pulls in all this barbed wire, and then Twisted Pictures appears. It's great. It, it's really it's, representative of the whoa, that's whoa, not, that's so edgy, man. Kind of, kind of ethos of this franchise. Uh, that that is what, in fact, what happened to Cecil in this movie. He... Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, I, I, so much happens at the end of this movie. I already forgot that he was in it. But yeah, God, let's let's go ahead and get into it so we can just work through this mess. So we open with Jigsaw hanging brain in more ways than one on an operating table. His dick is out, and also his literal actual brain is coming out because they're they're doing an autopsy on the man. And they, I'm just like I I I knew you had told me multiple times that Jigsaw does not come back moving forwards. Like he is a dead he is a dead person. Yeah. Um, but. I I still even watching this I was like okay but there's gonna be a thing where he like he like surges up and is like actually alive yeah. for one last scare right yeah. like even as his even as his brain was literally removed from his skull and like they're cracking open his like chest cavity to get a, get at his tummy where he's where he saved his special little his special little wax cassette treat. yeah God his wax cassette treat that he set up in Saw three I agree I agree like when I watched this franchise for the first time. I, I I was under the impression that Jigsaw would come back, right? Like that there would be in these in these first seven movies a, a like twist where it's like, oh, you know, it was like a body double or it was an evil twin or something like that because that's stupid, but it's not outside the realm of the absurdly stupid storytelling they do in this movie, you know. But he never really does; like, he's just kind of dead. And yeah. so we, we... Jigsaw, Jigsaw, like Eric Kripke, was only present for the one third of this franchise's runtime. The same way that Eric was for super, for one third of Supernatural's runtime. Yeah, they should have had Jigsaw do a Jason goes to hell type moment where a worm comes out of his mouth and it jumps down Hoffman's throat or whatever, and he becomes the new <laughs> Jigsaw. God, I just I every time I think about Supernatural, I remember the fact that like I watched seven and a half seasons of that show. I, I well, I didn't I didn't actually get halfway through that seven, that eighth season, but don't worry about it. I watched a I watched over seven seasons of that show, and I still have seen less than half of all the available episodes of Supernatural that there are in the world. Yeah, I was gonna say that seems that seems like a small number because what it has like they had like eighteen seasons or something like they had, that. They wound up having they wound up having fifteen seasons. Fifteen, jeez, yeah. Yeah. I was it good? Uh, let, me, let me see. Let me see how. <laughs> Ooh, there were <laughs> there were moments. Yeah. Three hundred and twenty-seven episodes. Jesus Christ. Um. All and uh. Off across across fifteen seasons. Only one of which had under twenty-two. Under only one of which had under twenty-two episodes. So yeah, I have seen. I have seen less than half of all of available Saw movie. Yeah, or not Saw. Not Saw movie. Supernatural episode. Well, you have seen less than half of all available Saw movie. Wait, wait, hold on. So you've seen one, two, three, and four, 
and you've and seen seven. seven. So that so leaves... I've not seen five, six, uh, Jigsaw, and Spiral. Okay, so you're like so I'm halfway. Yeah, I'm you're, halfway. you're halfway. You're halfway. Yeah, we should do. We should wait a little longer and then do Jigsaw on this podcast because I'd love to We've, talk about it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm just looking over a list of like supernatural episodes right now, and I'm like, oh wow, I remember so. I remember way too many of these. Yeah, that's like when I got really into the uh, peak Moffat era Doctor Who, and I look back on that like, oh, <laughs> you know, just uh, some. You know, some of those, some of those are good. I, yeah, I would believe that. I, it's just been I, so I, long. I, it's I been like so the, long. I, I like the it. Sure, sure. Uh, do we, do we like the it uh, on Saw Four? Do we like the it when uh, Hoffman plays the gay little wax cassette tape and Jigsaw's like, "Hello, hello, Detective Hoffman. If you are listening to this tape, that means that that this movie is about to get wild and fucked up." And and. <laughs> I my work is not done. Like it's a tape that's that's just very ambiguous, you know, for reasons right, we'll right. get into later. And it's just like, oh Hoffman, you dumb bitch. Uh, I'm not dead. I mean, I am dead, but my work's not done. The game is just beginning. And then we get the first uh, trap. We get the first game of this movie, which right. Is... I, I just want I just want to talk about the flashback that we get to to Jigsaw eating the cassette. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so fun. Like because there's so many there's so many flashbacks in this movie that are like either flashing back to scenes from Saw three or flashing back to flashbacks from Saw three that are just doing the exact same thing that I talked about last week. That are like you know how I mentioned last week that like all the Saw movies are like you know JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and you playing on the playground and be like no uh I I deflected yeah. your bullet with my shield like. This movie's doing it in the opposite direction, where it's like, okay, so that happened. And then right after that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it's basically saying, oh, one more thing. It's it's Columbo right, voice, we, uh, just we, one more thing. Because we saw <laughs> we saw Jigsaw douse that cassette in wax, but we did not see him slurp it down in, until the flashback. In yeah, they, they, they made sure we saw that flashback where he slurps that shit, which is so funny to me. Yeah. You... You did expressly forbid me from making a John Kramer throat goat joke on this podcast, so I will mention it, but we can go ahead and move on to the mausoleum. No, 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 no. This is this is why he was testing Detective Matthews with that flashlight in the last one. Oh, was, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was afraid. He, he felt that Detective Matthews was making claim to throat goatitude that he could not back up because Jigsaw knows firsthand who the real goat is. Yeah, he just fucking the real glizzy gulper swallows is. this wax cassette, no water, no, just, just throws it back. Great stuff. Great stuff. This John. man, this man can take antidepressants without water. This yeah. man does not get heartburn from it. No, he is. That's his true secret power. We all know that Jigsaw's the real serial killer. But he's like, oh, I wish, I wish somebody would just recognize me for my throat talents. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, that's all I ever wanted to be was the throat goat. All I ever wanted to do was gulp, was gulp glizzies. <laughs> He certainly fucking does. Uh, so yeah. we, we, we uh, he, he gulps the glizzy. We, we get our first, yeah, we, he gulps the glizzy and then we get our first, we get our first trap. Yeah, which I believe is, is I have the Saw Wiki open. This is just referred to as the mausoleum. Uh, very oh, oh, can you, can you check that guy's, uh, that, that one guy's DeviantArt, remember from last week? Oh, yeah, yeah. I looked, I looked uh, last week and it seemed like he only, or they only had a couple like Saw Trap type situations. Oh. But uh, I will, I will go ahead and Google Saw Mausoleum trap and just sort of scroll saw, through sir, sir, well make sure you add tickle to that saw saw mausoleum click space t-i-c-k-l-e uh saw mausoleum no it just brings up it just brings up the angel trap again uh uh i've got one that's that seems to be lasers yeah jigsaw tickle torture trap three which uh seems to be a woman who is 
uh, Sydney, you win, but you pay the the late of solution with two hours tickling. Goodbye, Spy Girl. <laughs> okay, hell yeah, great shit, good shit. Man, OP. if googling jigsaw googling jigsaw tickle torture trap gets so many results, I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I can't. I have to, I have to walk away from this. One. <laughs> you have, you have to run away. Oh, uh, this is this is poisoning my search results for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah, this is fucking uh, the the what is it? The no no deems are esteemed here of Google searches. The <laughs> yeah. nothing of value is kept here. But yeah, it's the mausoleum trap, and what this is is it is a lawyer who becomes a character in the film later, uh, Art Blank, and a guy who I think is unnamed, but the wiki denotes is Trevor. And what this is, is two dudes in a mausoleum, and it is, they are hooked up to this wench-type, type-like contraption, and this one's, this one's interesting in that there is no jigsaw tape for this one, right? Like, we don't get, we don't get John coming on and saying, hello, hello, Art Blank, I'd like to play a game. Like, it just kind of starts, right? And... The guy Trevor has his eyes sewn shut, and Art Blank has his mouth sewn shut. And they're in here with this trap, and they have these gay little axes, like these tiny, like, five-inch axes. And I don't even know what the point of the game is. They have keys, and I guess they're supposed to be able to communicate with each other. Well, but... they're, explicit, they're explicitly, like, you know, they're, they're fucked up in a way that they cannot communicate with each other. Because one of them cannot see, yeah. and one of them cannot speak. So there's no way for them to communicate, though... One of the guys is acting very hostily to the other guy who is clearly like just making That's that's the fucking noises. that's the fucking thing about saw traps is so many of them are predicated on two people not communicating with each other and it's just like rip to this dude but if I woke up without my eyes I'd just be like okay st stay calm we're going to figure this out right I'm not going to freak out I'm just going to be normal about it <laughs> Like, every, every fucking Saw movie has at least one trap where people just act a fool and get themselves killed. But this one is, like, the, the way it goes is, is they, they, they fight, they fight for a key, and Art Blank ends up strangling Trevor with this weird, uh, winch trap with the chain and all that crap. I mean, what do you, is this a, is this a good Saw he trap to you? Would you consider this a good Saw trap? I, not really like no. especially because like like I i'm sure that the other guy's identity will be explored in some future saw movie because that's how <laughs> these ones all are but like just 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 working off of saw 4 and all of the pre-existing the the saws 1 through 3 that i have seen the thing that's like really bugging me about this is like what what if okay so like like even if this other guy has even if this other guy, like, has some, like, maybe this was, like, because uh, we found out that this art guy is, like, Jigsaw's lawyer or some shit or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Later, later down the line. And, um, like, my question is, A, what is this other, what if this other guy had been the one that survived? Yeah. Like, what is his relation? B, like, the things that, the things that the survivor of this, of this trap has to do are, like, I feel like if you had to have your eye, the stitches that are closing your eyes, like, removed, you would probably not be able to access the hand-eye coordination required to do these things that, yeah. that Art goes on to do. And at the end of this, at the end of this uh, trap, Art, like, he just gets so mad and pissed and angry that he opens his mouth and breaks the stitches. So why could he not have just done that at the beginning? Like, 
yeah. why could he not have just ripped his shit open you know uh it it's it's a little like not to you know not to ding the writing of saw 4 a famously ironclad narrative mm. but i just i just think this one's a little contrived you know doesn't yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of things it's 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 yeah yeah it just doesn't really the the pieces on this one like i i Everything, every single thing in Saw is, like, like, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Like, you know how in Game of Thrones, everything happened because of the script? Like, yes. like character, moti- character motivations were like, okay, this character is not going to react the way, like, everything in, everything in, god, this is such a weird, this is such a weird complaint to lodge, but it feels like everything is just, like, happening, and, like, if anybody reacted ever so slightly differently, then everything would fall to pieces, yeah. and the pl- and Jigsaw's grand scheme would be ruined. Like, he is not a mastermind of manipulation. He's just, like, getting... He's just going fucking runner-runner on all this shit. Like, he's, he's getting extremely lucky with all these. Like, we even see a flashback to one of his early traps in this movie and it, it just he, the guy in it just falls out of it right like he's got this dude in the chair and the chair just breaks and i feel like jigsaw never got any better at planning than that he just got better at making the traps right <laughs> right like like the the the, the saw the, the the saw one trap is just like like <laughs> I'm sorry, I know I keep going back to this, but, like, he took muscle relaxants. He would have shit his pants. Shit his doo-doo ass, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, in, like, Saw 6, we're gonna get a flashback where we get an interior monologue of John <laughs> as he's laying on the bathroom floor. He's like, oh, god damn it, I wish these dudes would just get this over with. I gotta fucking... I gotta piss so bad. <laughs> I just... In Saw, in Saw 6, we get a flashback to, like, him just after shooting up the muscle relaxant. Like, he just, like, literally, like, pulls, like, a wine cork out of his pocket and just pops it in there. <laughs> oh, boo, boo. Yeah, that's what that's what he did with the other wax covered cassette tape. Uh, so so this trap this he trap did, happens. He, he, took, he took that he took that one suppositorily. Yeah, he 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 got that one way up there. We didn't see that part of the autopsy. <laughs> So there is there is a conclusion to this trap. Art Blank makes it out, kills the other guy, and then we cut to the uh, kind of the police ensemble that this film follows. There, right? Is... We've got we've got we've got Rig. We've got uh, we've got Rig, who's like the main character of this one. He's he's our Jeff for this movie. Yeah, we've got we've got uh, Hoffman, who we saw very briefly in the last one. Very normal uh, man. Very normal man. Uh, detective. Very Asian normal Hoffman. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Jigsaw Quotes did not spoil this movie for me. <laughs> uh, we've got Agent Strom, Strom I think, yeah. is his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, their boss, I guess? He, I, I he's, like, he's, 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 he's like, coming high, in. He's, he's yeah, he's, like, either coming in from another department, or he's from the FBI or something like that. Like, he is coming into this investigation from outside the police office of this, like, ambiguous shit city, you know? But he, he, I think, is above them in the pecking order to some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- those are those are cops, right? We've also got um, Agent Perez, the the lady. Yeah, I, Agent. Oh yeah, Agent Perez. So we got Strom, we got Strom, we got Hoffman, we got Rig, we got Perez. Those are our four cops. Um, 
And they are where? Where are they? Where do they? Uh, uh, they? Oh, they find they, they find this. Is, we open with them finding Carrie from the last movie, who got her who got her uh, torso exploded in the in the the reverse angel trap. Yeah, the, the spicy the, angel trap. the spicy keychain trap. Yeah. The spicy the, yeah the spicy keychain the piss jar trap the the rainbow <laughs> the, the rainbow dash key trap. Oh come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, if I see a mason jar, it's just it's, it's instant, just it's just instant. the synapses yeah. fire. Yeah, no, <laughs> right? I, I I get it. I get it. Do you want to talk about? So this is where we get. I'm kind looking, of... I'm I'm, cur- I'm currently staring daggers into the mason jar that I keep all the change that I from my tips that I get at work. Yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> just thinking about it. So yeah, this this whole thing kind of sets up the conflict of this film. Which is that Rig is very hot-headed, he's very obsessed with solving this murder, and he will go against orders to make that happen, because uh, this will never be important later, eating cereal. It will never be a key, pivotal moment of the plot twist of this film that Detective Rig walks through an unsecured door. Uh, impossible won't happen because because what happens is like they send like a little like a little like robot with a can they send like a fucking Mars rover into the into the into the room yeah and they see like Carrie hanging from uh they just see Carrie's body and Ray like rushes in there and is like oh Carrie I'm gonna save you and then he finds her and there's like a little rat coming out yeah of the there's case. a rat coming out of her just abdomen a, just, a, just a cute little rat it's so funny um, you see it for like a split second and there's just this fucking rat like wiggling out of her side. so. So the thing is that, like, the timeline of this... So, th- I guess this is the spoiler for the movie, but this movie is contemporaneous with Saw 3. Yeah, the big twist of this film is that it is revealed to be taking place at the same time, and somewhat right. before it as well. And the thing is that, like, how... How long was Carrie's body down there that a rat started to make a home in her rib cage? That is... an excellent question like i i I know if i I know if i start asking these questions i'm gonna be here all fucking day with this franchise but i'm still just like damn she really rotted out fast those rats those rats did not wait well you've seen how unsanitary saw city is you know they were probably just like on (laughs) her in a fucking instance yeah honestly yeah just like it's just like it's just like uh dishonored like a corpse dies and the rats are just upon them instantly yeah the rats get a get a heads up alert on their ui and they immediately swarm (laughs) I don't know. Maybe Jigsaw released the rats in there just for dramatic effect. You know he's a messy bitch. Like yeah, he is a messy bitch. Who well, Amanda would have done it because that was her trap. But yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe, maybe Hoffman did it. Maybe maybe Hoffman did it. Maybe John did it. Maybe maybe one of the other secret apprentices did it. Would it surprise you to know that by the end of Spiral there are like three more Jigsaw apprentices? Uh, I fucking hate this franchise. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. It's bad. These movies are bad. Like these movies are bad. Right. These movies like have such a myopic view of like anyone who's ever committed. Anyone who has ever committed a crime in this movie has done it because they are twisted and fucked up and evil. Yeah. And there is no societal. Like I think we we talked about this a lot last time with the uh, with Troy or whatever that guy's name who was in the Hellraiser trap. Yeah. Where like Jigsaw is like you've been in and out of jail fifty times. This is this is your fault and not systematic in any way. Like everyone who does bad things in this movie is just a fucked up twisted guy about it. And like we see that later on in this movie with with the whole Cecil character, and it's just it's so myopic it has such a bad opinion of every single person like absolutely the thing is that this 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 franchise is is both extremely misanthropic mm-hmm. 
And also on top of that, it's like misogynist. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's double barrels. Like it hates women in that they are part of the everyone that everybody is. And it also hates women. Yeah, absolutely. It is one of those things where I think that when people make arguments for the Saw franchise being anti-cop, I see where they're coming from in that a lot of cops do die in these movies, right? <laughs> they but, do. There's a lot of dead cops in these, which I do appreciate. But the worldview of these movies is so intrinsically baked into the sense of pro-cop copaganda right. where, it's, it's... where everybody is doing crimes because they're evil and fucked up and the police are just trying their best to keep that from happening. It is, it is so... So, so, so inherently pro-cop in the way it looks at the world. And it's... Right. It's probably the most reprehensible part about this franchise. And in addition to this movie, which I think is honestly fairly singular in its treatment of women. Like, I'm not saying the rest right, like, of these I, movies are well-written, but this one really lays it on thick for some, right, like, some there bizarre is, reason. Like, there is, like, they literally, like, not only are they saying this guy is, like, a serial rapist of women, okay, that's, like, that's, like, not, that's not, like, that's not, like, that's not, like, moving the meter at all for me. Like, yeah. that's, like, a thing. Like, that's, like, a, that's, like, a bad guy archetype. Sure, whatever. Um, but then they show me footage, they show me, like, videotaped footage of this guy doing sexual assaults. and like yeah, it's real like, bad. They, they, sh- they show me Jigsaw's wife, like, actively miscarrying, like, they show the moment of impact that causes her to do it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's so surreal. It's one of those, it's one of those things with this movie where... It, it boggles my mind because I can't believe anybody would be stupid and audacious enough to write this shit into a film. And so I'm like, I just can't believe this is happening. But then it's like, well, it is happening and it sucks, you know? So it the, Saw 4 is one of those ones that I think kind of... If you, if you are into these movies like I am and are sort of brain poisoned by them... This one is the one where it's like, okay, yeah, like, you can laugh at these movies and be brain poisoned by them, but just remember that they do actually suck ass, you know? Like, right, these right. these are not good films, and... This is, this, is the, this is the garbage you are consuming. Exactly, and from, like, here, like, like Saw 5, 6, and 7 do get into, like, they, 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 I think they pedal back a little bit on some of the, the misanthropy of these movies. I mean, they are still extremely nihilistic but they're also so wrapped up in themselves and just being goofy halloween type shit that it doesn't really come across as as gross and uncomfortable as this movie does right and so it is one of those things where you do kind of come face to face like you turn that that mirror of irony and self uh you know sort of sort of um sort of self-awareness on yourself and you have to say okay like yeah you can laugh at these movies but don't forget they are bad and they do have problems you know yeah so but so yeah we're 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 in the we're in the hell we're in the hell dumpster like we're in the 50th hell dumpster dungeon that they've that they have found this week which is where carrie's body is and they're like just talking about like oh amanda young couldn't have done this she's too she's like she weighs 20 pounds less than this woman there's no way that she could have hoisted her up onto this she had an accomplice jigsaw could have done it he's an old man dying of cancer fucking hoffman fucking normal man hoffman is like oh what if uh uh, i need to i need to nail down a hoffman impression he's got that like uh like uh uh (laughs) i don't know i'll try to get it before next week but he's like what if jigsaw had a series of pulleys and it's like yeah really normal shit jigsaw out here doing like myth busters type contraptions to lift this woman into this angel trap 
honestly, the thing is that, like, I knew, I knew that Hoffman was, like, I knew that at some point Hoffman became a jigsaw. I did not realize that it was, like, it was, it was that. Uh-huh. Like I, I did not, I did, I did not like. Cl- I honestly thought that like the police thing was like, yeah, I can see Jigsaw doing that. Like I can see Jigsaw like getting this woman on like a fucking like, ch- like hooking something the back of her neck, and like you've got like six different pulleys, and like he's just like he's just like turning a tiny little winch like a pencil sharpener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very normal man, Detective Hoffman. So they 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 are like, okay, there has to be a secret Jigsaw apprentice. I wonder who it could be. And then we go, I think, into Detective Rig watching the, like the footage of Jigsaw's ex-wife's interrogation, and this is yep. where this is where we get him looking through like a stack of magazines and books it's about so Jigsaw. Funny. It's so because like like there there's like there's like a, a book about like a biography of Jigsaw. Then which is funny enough, and then there's also like a magazine that's like oh Jigsaw's on the cover. And there's also like a blurb on the side on like the corner of it that says like ninety five prolific serial killers. Yeah, and then we get I, we get like a pre Jigsaw. Uh, I think like engineering monthly cover feature right? with John Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny like the, the 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 book that he picks up like has that headshot of tobin bell where he's like looking at the camera in like his hood and there's all the light coming up behind him and it, it's like jigsaw is he the killer the police say he is or something like that just just nonsense the fake the fake news media tackling jigsaw yeah yeah they th- there's another really great moment in this movie later where we see like a national Enquirer type newspaper that has a picture of billy on the front Really, really fucking funny stuff. But Billy's presence in this movie is so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, he kind of starts showing up less and less as the movies go on. But when he does show up, it's always very funny. And uh, this, we we kind of get started here with Rig. And what happens is that he is obsessed with this, and they're like, "Oh, why is he so? Why is he so fucked up?" And I think Hoffman's like, "Well, maybe it's because everyone around him keeps dying." Which, I guess, sets the stage for the rest of this movie. <sighs> Jigsaw's motivation for kidnapping Rig makes literally... And putting him in this trial makes literally zero sense to me. Yeah. Like, I just... We'll, we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, because, like... We, well, let's, let's get to it when, we get, like, when it comes naturally. Because the next thing that happens is... Uh, well, Rig's watching... Yeah, Rig's watching those interrogation dudes, and we see... We hear Strawn shout really loudly, like, What about the tricycle? Yeah. <laughs> In a way that's really funny, and also I didn't I didn't realize until right now that every flashback of Strawn interrogating uh, uh, of Strawn interrogating Jill 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 uh, John's uh, ex wife I did not realize that all of those scenes were also flashbacks. Yeah, I think I think some of them some of them are some of them like when some of them are just she's been retaken in for questioning. Yeah, 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 yeah. This movie gets real fucking loose with it. Like this is where. This is where these films get harder to talk about because, uh, not to spoil anything, but Saw 5 is an hour and a half movie that exists only to retcon Hoffman into Saw 1 through 4. <laughs> so it's going to be a real doozy. But yeah, he's he's interrogating Jill. Shit, shit goes down. Uh, we get a lot of the really good transitions in this movie where like someone will do something and then it transitions like in the same physical space you know like where a character will turn a corner and as they turn a corner they they like the camera goes around the corner in a different location you know yeah there's one of the funniest ones that i've definitely seen on twitter comes in a little bit but we'll we'll talk to it so so rig goes home from his job and his wife is like on her way out and i at this moment i'm like oh rig's about to get divorced yeah (laughs) um 
Also, does, does, his wife just vanishes. Yep, his right? wife does not come up again for the rest of this movie. I have no idea <laughs> where she is. I don't know if she appears again in these films. I I just I I don't Tremendous. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so he gets home and, and Riggs' wife is like, oh, I left you dinner in the fridge. I left you a note that says I love you. I'm going to my mom's for a few days. Please come. I I miss you. And uh, Riggs like, ah, me, me job. Yeah. Should have fucking listened to his wife. You know. Yeah. Um, and then Jigsaw decides to punish him for being a bad husband because Jigsaw gets his ass, uh, as does, and Hoffman also gets it. We also see footage of Hoffman getting it, which is like, what, given that we know at the end that Hoffman is like pulling the strings here, what, what, uh huh, what, who got him? So you mean who, who kidnapped him in the pig mask? Yeah. I, I think that was Hoffman. That would have been Hoffman. No, no, no. Who kidnapped? Cause him, someone gets Hoffman. Uh, I'm like 99. I could be misremembering, but I'm like 90 to 95 percent sure that there was a scene of someone getting. Don't Hoffman, worry about my, it. My notes also say my notes say Hoffman gets got. Also, he does get got. So that means like the only reason he gets got is for the benefit of the audience, right? To like preserve the twist that Hoffman is the jigsaw but apprentice. But literally, who does it? Who do, is it art? Is Does art do it? Uh, I guess it could be art, the lawyer. I will say it could be one of the other secret Jigsaw apprentices that show up later sure, in these movies. right. I, I, I forgot about... I, I for, a, for a blissful few moments, I forgot about those. Yeah, the, the other Jigsaw apprentices that they retcon into pl- uh, patch up plot holes like that. So, I mean, who fucking knows, right? It's Calvin Ball. <laughs> Incredible shit. So yeah, Rig gets got, and he wakes up in his own. He wakes up a few hours later uh, with the shower with in his own bed. Ba- I didn't realize this was his own apartment for a while. I thought, I thought this was like another hell dungeon of jigsaws, but it's just it's just Rig's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like getting blasted with shower water. He gets up, cleans himself off, and like this is when we I think uh, well a little bit earlier is when we saw it, but like this man is like this man is jacked in a way that's really weird to me. Like, like he's, I'm not saying that this guy cannot be muscular. Like his, his body, his body seems like toned in a way, but like the muscles just look like kind of, it looks like a muscle suit a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, I, I don't know what it is, but you're right. He, it's very funny seeing him walk around in his apartment, just like in his underwear at the beginning of this. Right. Like I, I like, like that's what's so, that's what I don't get is that, so he he is okay. No wait. So hold on, because he's not in his underwear when he's doing the trap, right? Like he's dressed, right? Yeah, Jigsaw, Jigsaw, Jigsaw was Jigsaw was uncomfortable with having to look a man's bulge in the eye. Yeah, they fucking it's, put it, he put pants on. Hoffman fucking put pants on this dude. Like why? Yeah, he didn't want Art Blank looking at those cameras, like like checking out this dude's <laughs> bulge. But um, <laughs> sorry, so, sorry, Rig, but I will not let I will not let this look gay to the viewers. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think the Saw franchise could do with more sexy men. You know, it it could it could. You, Jake's all wrong for this one. Yeah, you did mention that Hoffman <laughs> has those DSLs, but I don't know if we'll get he into does. that. He's got like he's got those fucking puffy Tom Hardy lips. Yeah, yeah, fucking Hoffman. So we get to the first trap, which I'm about to be. Yeah, <laughs> let's 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 listen. Those, yeah. Listen, those DS those DSLs. We gotta find some DS. <laughs> 
Hello, Hoffman. For years, you've been going light through life with your dick-sucking lips, but have yet to put them to use. Well, now in front of you. <laughs> okay, uh, anyway. Now now in front of you is a glizzy. Gulp to your heart's content, Hoffman. What is, this, what is this fucking characterization we've come up with for Jigsaw in this podcast, where he is just, like, all about just, just slurping that schlong? <laughs> he's, a, he's a homophobic dick-sucker. <laughs> He is, he is interested in the artistry of slurping schlong and not in whatsoever in the sexuality of doing it. He, it's just a game. It's a, it's just a game to him. Yeah, Hoffman is absolutely a character who's gay but also homophobic. Let's be clear. Like if if any if anybody in this franchise is both gay and homophobic, it is Detective Hoffman, one hundred percent. So the trap, trap. There's a trap yes, here. The trap. We, we, we get, like, our first footage of, we like, uh, we see, like, some video footage uh, that Jigsaw's piping into the thing of, like, Hoffman and Matthews being, because Matthews is back from the last one. We get a little flashback from the last movie of him and Amanda's hustling, and then there's all, we see, like, a short thing afterwards of, like, Jigsaw dragging, or not Jigsaw, but just, like, some masked figure dragging uh, Matthews into the torture zone where he's like strung up on a block of ice and Hoffman's there also it's whatever don't worry Fucking about it block of ice trap this is I, I I knew that at some point in this movie someone get their head gets their head stuck in like a box uh next one in saw five in saw five that happens Okay, so that's soft. I kind of thought that was gonna happen in this one. I thought that guy's head was gonna. Get, I thought a guy's head was gonna get frozen, but no. It's uh, it's it, we'll, we'll we'll get to it next week. But there's a there's a trap where someone's head is in a plexiglass cube and it begins filling up with water. And again, I'm they have so to excited. they have to glizzy gulp it to get out of the trap. <laughs> I can't, I'm saying Hoffman, like, uh, not Hoffman, Jigsaw claims to be about teaching people the value of life, but he's really teaching people the value of just, like, <laughs> slurping down hog. Claims to be pro-life gulps glizzies. <laughs> if you were real, if you were truly pro-life, you would have used that semen on your, in your, <laughs> to make a baby. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, there's there's an ice block trap, and I don't think the movie ever explicitly lays the ice block trap out, but it's absurd. It is a trap where uh, Detective Matthews is on one end of this big seesaw, uh, hung from a chain, standing on a block of ice, and then Hoffman is tied to a chair on the other end of the seesaw. And how this works is that if rigged or if something happens and the block of ice melts then the weight differential between Matthews and Hoffman will, like, tip the seesaw, and the water from the block of ice will then electrocute Hoffman. It's so, right. it's so nutty. It is, it is probably the most convoluted trap in this whole franchise. And then at the end, it turns out that not only is there this seesaw, but there's also a Mickey's Dick Smasher type set of ice block hammers uh, in the ceiling of this warehouse above Eric Matthews. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I called it Mickey's Dick Smasher as a joke, but I, I, just like, because I thought Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg looked to be in a funnily precarious position that I would consider similar to the one you'd have to be in, to be in, to be inside of Mickey's Dick Smasher. I did not expect him to like get, got like Texas Battle did in Final Destination 3. <laughs> yeah. No. 
I love I love any anytime a movie has a character die by their head being by their head being smashed between two objects like that. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm not saying like I don't want to see someone get curb stomped. I'm saying like I want to see someone's head get squished between like like literally the Mickey's dick smash yeah. with two objects of equal force coming at them from both sides and squish their head. Say what you will about this movie, but the editing is so good and it's so good at the end where like it just instantaneously the trap goes off and like bam eric matthew's head gets squashed like a watermelon but that's at the end that's at the end of this movie yeah for, so we gotta talk about this we 40, gotta talk about this 48 trap. minutes into this podcast 20 minutes into this 90 minute movie <laughs> listen listen this is how you know softember is gas we're just giving we're just giving the people what they want yeah absolutely which, which is a lot of talk about glizzies apparently <laughs> So, so there's a woman who's trapped in the chair, who's trapped in like this weird chair. Um, and this is like this is the thing that was used for the poster of this movie, right? Yes, yeah. The uh, the woman in the pig mask chained to this like contraption. Right. And I I saw this woman and like I I just assumed immediately it was gonna be it was gonna be the uh, Riggs's wife or Riggs' wife. Would have made sense. Would have made it's, sense. It's, it's so weird that his name is Rig. His last name is Rig because I keep wanting to say his name is Riggs, Riggs with an and like S, you know yeah. Riggses, but I have to say Rig apostrophe S. Yeah. It's Riggs. I assumed it was Riggs' wife. It's it's bizarre. It's an interesting choice. It's, it sounds it sounds like I stumbled on saying the name Rick halfway through. <laughs> yeah, Riggs' wife. <laughs> Oh, okay, but so this woman's like hair is tied to uh like uh, just a bunch of gear, a bunch of crankshafts, and like it just it just starts turning and starts scalping her. Um, and Rig gets some like cryptic instructions, like you have to let her be tested, but also do the do the damn thing yourself. I'm really not sure what Jigsaw was going for with this one because there is like, if if he doesn't help her, there is no way for her to be freed. Yeah, I don't know what Jig. I don't know what Jigsaw's lineup because because like, because what happens is well, what happens is because like Jigsaw talks down to him is like you are always trying to save other people, but sometimes you must let them save themselves to learn something, um, and like this bears out more in later traps, but in this one it's it's. I don't know. Like I think the thing is, like, if he had just left her alone, nothing would have happened, right? Because the trap doesn't start until he's like jostling her around and like trying to pull yeah, her until out. He ru- until he yeah. like, throws the pig mask. Yeah, off when and, he like, takes off the pig match, the it, it, pig mask, it triggers it, it, it triggers like a hairpin type thing. And again, that's what we're talking about at the beginning of this movie, where so many of Jigsaw's traps are predicated on dumb luck. Because if Rick had just chilled out and like listened to her and listened to the tape and thought about it for more than thirty seconds she probably would have been fine right like jigsaw's whole thing is just saying oh these people are impulsive and they're going to make stupid decisions and so that's how i'm going to get their ass i mean he's right so far (laughs) yeah so far he's like just 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 hit after hit for this guy yeah he 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 ain't wrong so you know i mean he is wrong but he ain't wrong right so her hair just gets like we find out this woman's like a child we like we this woman's this woman's punishment compared to how other people who receive punishment are explained to death why they deserve it we get like literally a single shot of this woman like putting a shot ch- like putting a child in a car and like based on the myopic ba- based on the misanthropic view that this movie has of everyone I could I was able to jump to the conclusion that this woman was like child trafficking or like I uh, guess uh, I don't like, know pimping children like they say it explicitly later on I think at some point they like refer to her as a pimp or something oh sure um like when when the when the rapist guy is getting his you know when, he, when he's when he's being pulled when he's being drawn and apart, quartered like, yeah yeah uh the, the <laughs> 
the rapist the way the rapist guy dies is genuinely it's just so, so fucking funny it's so funny i just wish that like that scene beforehand did not exist right 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 but so so rig is like oh i'm gonna get you out of here uh and he like put he like managed to get her off like as her scalp is most of the way off of her head but she survives she tumbles forward she pulls a knife out of a drawer and starts swinging at rig and then rig just like finishes the job of the scalping and kills her yep yep just fucking murders her and there's also there's and there's like there's like multiple cuts in this scene where it does like the fun like the fun saw editing where it's like once or tr- this happens like once or twice in saw two and three where like there's like just like a, a thing happens and it like hard cu- it like cuts to something else in a really creative way this movie does it so many fucking times because there's like there's two in this scene like right back to back because like I don't remember what the first one is because Rig does something or this woman does something and then we cut to the police station where they're like oh Rig's being suspicious he's gone we can't find him anymore. Um... And, uh, then we cut back to, we cut back to Rig, like, fighting with this woman, and he, like, throws her through a glass window, and it, like, on the other side of the window is the police office yeah, again. Yeah, it's so and good. a guy walks in the door. And I guess at this point that I want to, I know we're, I know, it's hard to keep, like, making sidetracks, but, like, I, Jigsaw explained what he is trying to do to Rig here. He, he is trying to, like, groom him into a new Jigsaw, but, like, the thing is that, like, his his thing is like hello rig for your entire life you have been too you have been too dedicated to saving people and helping your friends out and things and it's like i don't like i do not understand the point of view you have to be coming at to see rig uh, to see rig as a bad guy aside from it's the fact so, that he is a cop it's so convoluted and and not a great and not a great husband the- like he he's not a good he's not a good husband he's a cop I compared to like some of the other, like there's a woman who gets like who, what what is and Jeff like Jeff in the last movie gets put in the trap because like he was not a great dad yeah yeah like I feel like I think I think what did what did Adam what did Adam do he was the, he the was Adam Adam was like uh, spying on people or something like that like he was taking jobs as a photographer to spy on people I think and I think specifically the reason is that. Dr. Jigsaw put Dr. Gordon in the trap and Adam had been like spying on Dr. Gordon for some reason and taking right. pictures Adam, of Adam, him. Adam was just Adam was just one of the classic people who got thrown into the machine into the saw trap as a pawn. Yeah, basically. Uh, he was in the trap to piss off Dr. Gordon essentially. Yeah. So there one of the mo- one of the most aggravating instances of someone being put in the mach- put in the trap as a as strictly a pawn in someone else's trap happens in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. But we'll 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 we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I'm sure in like 2 hours this movie's, of podcast this, runtime. Like these movies are so such fucking messes at this point. It's impossible. They're, s- They're impossible to talk. About. <laughs> right. Like I feel. I right. feel like we're saying so much, but we're also not saying anything about this movie because, like, that is the that is the wildest thing about these films to me. Right? Is that as they were going, as they were coming out every year, people who were criticizing these movies, people who were you know film critics and reviewing them, always had the thing where they would say, "Oh, you know." It's it's all violence. Like the, the there's no plot. It's all violence. The plot's nothing. It's like no, the plot's a lot. Like the plot is stupid and hacky, and is just trying to kind of shock you in places. But there is there is a, a lot, lot of plot, of plot happening. In this movie. There's our cup fucking runneth over with plot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so nutty. It's so nutty, and it's it's really it's really what gets to the heart of why i think these movies are so fun and i mean maybe not this one because it is definitely not fun at times but just mm-hmm. just the concept of somebody making this and filming it and releasing it like this is 
just just absurd, you know. Yeah. Yep. So, do you? I I feel like maybe the implication is that not only is Rig being trained to be another jigsaw, but he's also being framed. Maybe I don't know. Like sort of. It's like, pretty inconsistent. They kind of. I feel like they kind of give up on that a little bit. Like they like they talk about like how how Rig is like. Like I feel like the framing thing gets dropped after the first third of this movie. Like yeah. they're like, uh, oh, could could Rig be the the jigsaw killer's accomplice? And it's just like it's not like debunked or anything. It's just like dropped entirely. Yeah, yeah. It, like so, I I did look up his wife on the wiki. It literally just says uh, the last the last part of his uh, or, or the last part of her article is after that she kissed him and took her bag. Daniel asked her to stay, but Tracy eventually left. This was the last time they saw each other as Daniel was forced shortly afterwards to play a game by Jigsaw. So I guess she's just alive out there somewhere at her mom's she's place. Just, she's going to come back to their apartment in like three days and be like, what the <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck? <laughs> Find the fucking like pig mask torture chair in their living room, shit like that. Right. Like, I mean, like her, her apartment's going to be like, like, you know that scene in Lilo and Stitch when Nani is watching, like in the in, around the beginning when Lilo accidentally sets the house on fire and Nani is like watching the fire truck and is like, oh, please don't turn left. Please don't turn yeah, left. Yeah, totally. Like, that's what's going to happen. She's going to get home and be like, oh, please do not let this be apartment 209. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, where, where do we go from here? We go, we, they like, they get Jill Tuck in for questioning and I don't think they like do anything important there because the, the next, my next note that I have is the, some uh, art, some guy who is not, it, it's art, but we don't know this yet. Uh, he walks into art, the guy, the lawyer, the guy who survived the, the, the mausoleum trap at the start walks into the, Sorry, okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I cannot talk about this movie in like straight line for more than It's impossible. Five it's impossible. Why? Okay. So much of Jigsaw's things take place in like a dank dungeon yes. or something. It is that but a mausoleum yeah. is just like like I feel like that is a place with like not like you're not going to have like a fucking, you know, guy like an, a, a a soldier standing outside the tomb of the unknown soldier type beat. <laughs> but like I feel like there has to be like someone on the grounds to some so, extent. <laughs> it's so funny to me that you bring this up because this movie goes through pains to justify why Jigsaw has all this random dilapidated property in this shitty city, right? Because eventually they get to a point where Art the lawyer in a flashback talks to Jigsaw about their low-income housing projects, which is why he has two houses that look exactly the same in Saw 2. Then they fucking talk about how Jigsaw designed this Gideon meatpacking plant, which explains why he has this horrible abandoned Silent Hill hellscape to test all these other people in. But the mausoleum is just never addressed at all. <laughs> I guess Jigsaw <laughs> just fucking has a mausoleum somewhere. I don't know. He's buying real estate he's investing in property right yeah oh my god so do we want so, to talk about so, the uh, cherish your life clinic and the part where you asked if uh sarcastically asked if jigsaw's wife was going to get pregnant <laughs> only for me to immediately confirm that that's where this movie was going so we, we've got a little ways to go because um we have the entire fucking we have like the setup to the, we have like the motel that Rig wanders into first. Oh yeah, all that. Uh, shit. And he like he he finds a box and it's and uh, I, you let you at this point led me to believe that the woman's head would be in the box because you asked me, hey, do you like Seven? You like the movie Seven? Mm -hmm. Um, but instead of the woman's head, instead of his wife's head being in the box, it's just a pig mask and the hair is filling out the side. 
Um, and there's a picture of the guy who is like doing the, who's like at the register, uh, the, who's like at the register of the motel. Um, but he gets got, he gets like taken by rig. And then we, okay. So then we go to the, back to the police station where Strom is like interrogating Jill and, uh, is like really mad at her that rig had photos of her. Which is, like, there is so much, like, misdirected anger. Like, in addition to all, like, the awful shit that happens in this movie, like, so much anger is directed at women that are just completely undeserving of it. Like, like, okay, Jigsaw's wife, suspicious character, sure. I do not get how Rig taking photographs of her without her knowledge is remotely related to her in any way, shape, or form, aside from the fact that she was a subject of a potential voyeur. Yeah. It's, but anyways, so Jill like fucking yells at him, and then there's a flashback to like some fucking knockout, bra- drag out, knockdown, drag out brawl at Jill's hospital because so. <laughs> God, you still, I I know I I know I keep asking this. You still haven't seen it. You haven't seen. I think you should leave. Right. I've seen some of it, but not a lot of it. Okay, so there's a, there's a sketch in season two where someone just says, "This is the maddest I've ever been," and then f- hits, then like floors the gas on their car and causes a car accident. That's literally what this is, scene is. Yeah, <laughs> right. This guy says, "This is this is the longest I've ever had to wait for a doctor. Three hours. What the fuck?" And then everyone starts yelling. This guy's about to pull a knife, and then Jigsaw walks up and is like, "Hey, hey, buddy, don't don't do that." Okay, bye. Yeah, he's like he's like you're you're being my problem, and now you're about to be everyone else's. And he just kind of does that, like, look Tobin Bell does in these movies where he kind of purses his lips a bit and just, like, looks at them from under his eyebrows. Uh, mm-hmm. Really great stuff. But, yeah, this is so funny. Like, the fucking writing of this movie where it turns out that Jigsaw's cherish your life thing was the motto of this clinic that him and his wife ran. And, like, that's why he uses that. This whole thing is just this absurd supervillain origin story for John Kramer, which is an origin story we've already gotten pieces of in the previous three films. Like, they just feel this need to keep compounding onto it, and I don't know why. (laughs) It's like, you know know that fucking, like, that, that, like, adage that goes around about, like, the professor fill, like, he fills a jar with marbles, and then he fills a jar with, like, he puts, like, like, the jar is filled to the brim with marbles, you can't put any more marbles in, and then, like, he pours sand in there to the point where you can't put any more sand in, and then, like, he pours coffee in there to the point where you can't fit any like it's that, it, that's jigsaw's back it's literally them saying okay f- shit we killed tobin bell the best part of these movies how do we keep working him into this franchise and so they just keep tacking bullshit onto it until it's just this towering monolith of stupid bullshit that comprises this it's character's like, it's, backstory it's, it's, it's a- it's 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 a single page script with like 12 post-it notes attached yeah. to it that are like cascading <laughs> off of each other yeah. god <laughs> so okay so this is when we get the flashback of uh jill uh jill is like we find out that jill is pregnant we see john uh, and- building a fucking like cradle in his jigsaw workshop like I literally, I literally, when I turned, like I saw Jill like walking into into Jigsaw's like fucked up workshop, and I like she looked a little like I saw like a little bit of what could have been a baby bump, but I honestly thought it was like a thing of the light. So I just like made, I like made a right kind of like uh, so which movie does Jill get pregnant in? And you're and you just like stone face responded, oh, I think it's this one. <laughs> yeah, this one's the one. Yeah, yeah. And I lost my fucking mind. We we get like a little bit of a tour of this, and we see that uh, the Billy the doll was originally uh like a little God. like like fucking. Like this is the fucking, fucking gay boy fucking... berries and cream ass looking doll. 
<laughs> this looks like Slappy from Goosebumps. The, it has a name. It has a name. I'm on the saw it's wiki. Billy. No, 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 no. This this oh, prototype one has Proto a Billy. different name. Yeah, uh, Proto Billy has a name. It's like um, it's like it's like Andy or Jimmy or something like that. Let me uh, let me look it up here. Uh, Bobby. Bobby is Bobby. Okay. Let me let me send you this great fucking picture of Bobby on the uh, saw wiki. That I think is, it's like a set photo. But, um, yeah, we see the original. <laughs> it's so good. John Kramer just patting the puppet on his head like a, like it's his little son. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah, he, he builds he builds Bobby. He has the cradle. And my next my next note is the, um, the bit about the uh, fucking, uh, the way the motel scene concludes. So I don't remember if this is where the clinic stuff happens or if that's later. So, okay, what happened? What the fuck happens next? Um, right, next is when we get Rig, uh, putting this, 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 the rapist guy in a trap. And listen, all power to Jigsaw for doing this one. This guy is like, oh, oh I only did it the one time. I made a mistake. I atoned. And, like, he, like, we go into another room where, like, we, where it's, like, this is where it starts getting bad. Because you see, like, all these photos of, like, battered women that this guy it's took. It's very uh, gratuitous. Like, yeah. When sexually assaulted. And then the, a, a tape starts playing and Jigsaw is like, Hello, you are going to put this man in a in a in a, in a death trap. You must let him save himself. Uh, also, here's some footage of of him raping a woman because we really want to just up the shock value on this. It's one. so bad. Like the whole thing about this movie is that you you wait for three films to for Jigsaw to start testing people who aren't just like depressed, right? To go after people who are actual like like criminals who have done actual criminal acts, and it finally does, but then it's completely undercut by like yeah. We're gonna do that, but we're still gonna make you watch this horrible footage, and it it it, it kind of ruins this movie for me. I'll be honest. Like, as mm-hmm. much that's in here that I think is really funny and is just hilarious and stupid and hacky and wonderful, this this whole scene just really spoils me on this on this experience for a large part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's just really rough. Like it is like. Like it is more than we have ever seen of a perpetrate of someone being put into a jigsaw trap, and like like we do not see, like when when um when that woman earlier like just for example when that woman earlier in this movie gets put into the trap and we see that the like two second flashback of her like putting a kid into a car, like that's all we get. But here we just get like this gr- this excessively gratuitous scene, and I I mean like it does make me pog when this guy gets ripped limb from yeah. limb, but like. <laughs> I would have pogged pretty hard at that anyway. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would have, I would have thought that was incredible, right? Like, I don't need this, I don't need this shit. It, it really yeah. is. Um, it's the same kind of low shock value that the that the titty out bit had in three. And again, right, it's it's not something you really see them stooping to again in these movies. I mean, I could be wrong, right? Because I have misremembered some stuff, but. Right. If if there was anything as gratuitous as this, I would have remembered it because the first time I watched this movie, I was just like, this this sucks, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just fucking Ugh. Yeah. God. Nasty, 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 nasty. But hey, yeah. he does fail to uh poke his eye out with the machine and so he does get drawn and quartered just like limbs flying off in this motel room. A very good uh good riddance, you know. So, my next note here is quote, "Do you know anything about the Chinese zodiac?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Because because what happens is uh, there we we. 
So yeah, Rig puts the rapist into the hell machine for killing all humans, and he gets put in the head smasher. And yeah. He, he his his thing is, do, do you want to lose your limbs or your eyes? And he tries to put he tries to put both his eyes out, but he can only put one out before uh, his entire all of his limbs get torn off, and he's just left there like a just a single tor- just a sitting torso. Hmm. What, my, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The next, the next thing that happens before before we get, uh, do you know anything about the Chinese Zodiac? Is we get a flashback to Rig doing some stuff as a beat cop, and he's like talking to this girl who's like being abused by her father, but then her dad like manages to get out scot free of like why the cops were there, and he gets really mad about it and punches the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we'll we'll need to put that we'll need to put that one aside. We'll we'll need to talk about this one later. Yeah. And so this is when we get to, yeah, uh, Strom is interviewing Jill and he's like, Jill, uh, Jill says Gideon meant everything to him. And, and Strom says, who? Who is Gideon? And Jill says, do you anything about the Chinese Zodiac? Do you Zodiac? know anything about the Chinese Zodiac? Let's fucking go, baby. And at this point, this point is when we get the, like, I don't know if this is, it's probably not quite as bad as them showing us footage of this guy, of that guy doing a rape. But like, it's definitely up there because what happens is like, we 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 are at like uh, uh, Jill's hospital as it's closing, and it's like lo- she's locking up for the night. She's on her way out, and then like as she's leaving, uh, a guy named Susan's like, "Hey, I left my jacket in there. Can you give me my jacket? I forgot my jacket." Uh, and she's like, uh, "Okay, let me bring this to you." And like he, she goes back inside and gets the jacket and hands it to him. And during this, like Jigsaw gets propositioned by a sex worker, and it doesn't go anywhere. Like, it doesn't do anything, I don't think. Not really. Just kind of showing you how, how fucked up it is to be out in, in the, the, the world of Saw, I, I guess. I mean, not that it's particularly fucked up, but it's just there to, like, I don't know, show that Jigsaw thinks this woman's committing a crime for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. But so Cecil, like, when, 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 Jill, brings her, when Jill brings Cecil's jacket to him, Cecil, like, shoves the door open and, like, makes his way into the hospital and then like she's like waiting like at the door waiting for him to come back because she's like she's just kind of gonna let him run ramp i mean yeah sure you're, you're a pregnant woman you can't really be chasing this guy down just kind of let him get what he needs and get out um because he's just gonna steal a bunch of drugs um and then he like rams through the door on his way back out with enough force to shove the handle of the door into jill's belly and she's not pregnant anymore fucking just unbelievable absolute fucking clown shit like just genuine absolute dog shit it is like one of the stupidest story decisions they make in this entire franchise like i i just don't know how you write a script to a movie and be like yeah this looks good this is fine just when did this when when was this movie 2007 i think is when this came out I just, how do you do that? It's bad. It sucks. It's like, it's like, if it wasn't so distressing to watch, it would be funny in how just stupid it is, like, in just how misguided of a decision it is, but it is bad to watch, and it is just bad to have in a film, so I don't like it. Like, this is the reason I don't like this movie very much in, like, the grand scheme of this franchise, you know? I mm-hmm. I think it's conceptually funny. Like, the film itself is conceptually funny, I should say, in the sense that it adds all this unnecessary backstory, but then it also adds backstory that just unequivocally sucks ass and makes you look at it. And it's like, I'm good, you know? <laughs> like, I'm all right. But right. it's not great. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's so egregious too. Like it's not that like it's not that like a miscarriage is like an untouchable subject and like you know up up had that happen. This movie is just know? clown shoes about it, right? It's so stupid right. and exploitative yeah. with how it presents it. Bad, 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 bad. But after this, we do find out more about the Chinese zodiac. Yeah, we do find out some more about the Chinese fucking zodiac. Um, so we, we get a little bit more like chasing down the, we see like the icebox seesaw in action a little bit more. Um, I, we like Strom is like, oh shit, Perez, you and I are the targets. And then we get a, then we get a, a smaller flashback of, uh, 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 so we get the, we, we find out that the lawyer, uh, we found out that the, the guy who is helping Jigsaw in the Hoffman Matthews room is the lawyer who got his mouth sewn shut in the opening scene. Um, and also we get a flashback to, we get a flashback to him, like right after Rig punches the abusive dad, um, and him being like, we're going to charge you. And, uh, uh, Strom is Strom, His boss is like, uh, well, I've actually already sworn an internal, I've already sworn on an internal affairs affidavit that, uh, it was an, it was in self-defense, which is like, I mean, that's, that, that is how cops love to do yeah, it. Yeah. It's Hoffman. It's um, Hoffman and Rig talking to this lawyer and Hoffman says, yeah, Hoffman. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then we get to Rig is Rig finding his third trap, which is um, this made me so fucking mad. Which one is this? Like, this is the one with the with the husband and with the turn <laughs> oh, around. Yeah. We're back on each other. It's so fucking stupid. Oh my god. It's it's so. What happens is that Rig wanders into this room where the abusive dad and his wife are like bound together, and they have like a like um. Like a what? What is it? Like it's a like it's a an iron rod, a wrought iron they're rod. Like, they're, I they're, guess they're connected. They're connected back to back in this like big leather vest hanging from the ceiling, and they've had these big rods shoved through their body. Uh, on the woman, on the wife, like they're non-lethal, but on the man, they've been shoved into like lethal arteries. So the whole conceit is yes. that. She has to pull the rods out of herself in order to save herself, but it will kill her husband. But she's in this trap because Jigsaw's like, oh, your husband abused you, and now you're going in this trap. And it's like, what the fuck? The thing that drives me insane about this, particularly, the thing that makes me, like, particularly go absolutely fucking hog wild about it is that, like, this, the thing is that this guy, we have seen this guy being abusive to his daughter yeah. as well. Yeah. And like the thing is, the thing is that like it is never the it is never and the it is never the fault of the abused that whatever the abuser's actions are never the fault of the abused. Yeah. But like the thing that would make more sense coming from Jigsaw to me is if he was like, "You have stood by for years exactly. to let this man exactly. ba- to let this man batter you and your daughter, and you did nothing to save her. Uh, you 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 must decide now if you're going to." Save the man who's hurting you, but like the daughter is literally not. No, the daughter, the daughter never comes up again for the rest of this movie, and it's It's, literally he's just like, oh, you know, you, you, this guy, uh, you got you got abused for too long, and you just didn't do anything about it. Yeah, so it's so frustrating, right? Because this movie is picking the right victims like it's good to see people who are actual like criminals and pieces of shit be put in these traps but then it gives justification for it that's just completely off the wall where it's like whoa 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 hold on hold on like i don't know about this so they they you see a flashback of her pulling the rods out i mean god bless this woman she just fucking goes for it like she does not hesitate 
She's like, oh, fuck, an excuse to kill my husband in, self- in what is ostensibly self-defense? I'll fucking yeah, take it. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we see Rig in the present day finding her. Uh, and that's pretty much it for that trap, right? Like, like, like he's dead. He well, the thing is that like another jigsaw plays and is and jigsaw's like, has she learned the error of her, of her ways? Which made me fucking go fucking absolutely ape shit. I just fucking maybe they should have let Lay Wandel write this one too. That's all I got to say. Maybe they just should have kept him <laughs> honestly. <on for> this <laughs> one. Really, like truly and honestly, they should have. Yeah, yeah. I wonder who. I wonder who writes Saw Five. I know that the um. The guy who directs Saw... Who wrote this one? Uh, fucking... Patrick Melton... Patrick Melton and, and Marcus Dunstan checks in. Uh, Patrick Melton, enemy of the podcast. Uh, uh Mark and Marcus Dunstan also wrote all of the... He wrote the screenplays for all of yeah, them. Yeah, from, from this, this going forward. Yeah, I, I'm now seeing yeah. that they are kind of a and d type situation on the remainder <laughs> of these films. But none of the other ones are as bad as this one is. Like, maybe... I don't know. Maybe they just realized they had to go all in on the plot bullshit... Maybe they realized they were just doing. These guys also wrote. These guys also wrote the Collector. They also, which is a movie that I've, I, that's a movie that I've kind of wanted to do for a while on this. Podcast. Yeah, they wrote Feast, which I've seen. They is it good? It's, it's okay. It's been it's been a really long time since I've seen it, but I remember it being like schlock, you know, like like pretty all right. Yeah. They also directed Piranha 3D. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, God, I should, I should, I, I watched the first two thirds of Piranha 3D and was like, this is great, but I have to go to bed because I'm really tired. And then I never finished it. And that was like two years ago. It's like that sometimes. So what, uh, what shakes loose after this whole, this whole fucking, um, what, what is, what is that thing where you have the barrel and you like put the swords into it and it's like a game because that's basically what this trap is. The barrel and you put this. Oh, oh, pop up. Yeah, pirate. pop up pirate. After this pop up pirate ass trap, don't. Isn't this where they go? Uh, where the police show up? This is this, well. This is this is where uh, uh, Rig receives a note that says "Go home," but the G is the G is a different font than everything else. Yeah. And we get like a flashback to a bunch of G's that have occurred in this movie, and it's like, oh, Gideon, 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 meatpacking plant. Yeah. But so they get to a, like, we, we cut to a little bit later when the cops are investigating this room where Rig just was. And um, one of them, one, <laughs> while they're in there, one of them sets off a trap that launches a, st- uh, a spike through the face of another cop who's just, like, collecting evidence. It's, it's, it's out of really nowhere. It's way. out of nowhere. Like, Hoffman or someone is down. Well, not Hoffman, because Hoffman's in the, in the seesaw it's strong, trap. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's drawn in Perez. Yeah, yeah, one of them is, like, messing with this mechanism. There's just, like, this really quick cut to the spike going through someone's head. And it's like, all right. Did we yep. has the has the flashback to John at the um at the fucking festival happened yet or is no, that later? No, that's 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 com- that's coming up okay, soon. Okay, good. Um, because uh, next we have to do we have to go to the office. Yeah, we have to go to the office. What is the deal? Why is it the office? Why is it? That's where, because it's where Billy is. <laughs> <laughs> or not, not not Billy. It's it's uh what what's the other name? Bungie? Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's Bungie. To, it's Bungie. Yeah, to Bungie. Bungie, the Bungie from Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so they like the Jigsaw says like, "Hello, Agent Perez. You must go through that door if you wish to survive." And then she, Perez just kind of stares the doll in the face for the next fifteen seconds until it explodes and kills her. Yeah, uh, it blows up and it puts a bunch of shrapnel in her face. And I think the idea is that we think we're supposed to think she's dead, but later on, Strom is like, "She's fighting for her life" or something like that. So. Does he say that he in does. this movie? Yeah, he does. I do not. He okay. does. But um, All right. I don't want to gloss over the fact that when they lock into the office, uh, Billy the puppet is set up like he's waiting for a grinder date. 
He is <laughs> sitting in the middle of this empty room in a chair surrounded by, like, gently lit candles. It Like, them yeah. opening the door to see him is probably one of the funniest shots in this entire franchise. He's 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 waiting to get his cheeks clapped. I mean, can you blame him? You know, he's gonna... <laughs> no. He's gotta... He's waiting around. He's got his candles lit. He's late. He's uh, waiting for Slappy from Goosebumps to come through. I mean, I mean <laughs> yep, they don't, they don't yep. call him Slappy for nothing, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> he's called Slappy because that's the sound his balls make when he's... he's slapping those cheeks. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, what can oh, you what say? Do you want? Um, S- Strom just like storms into the interrogation room with with Jill, and it's like, where, where is, where the hell is Art Blank? Art Blank. Also, I just gotta say that is the funniest. It's such a one funny of the funniest name. Names. Like, why did they name him <laughs> Art Blank? Art Blank. And like the subtitles clear clarify that it is not like B L A N C, like a Mel, for example, mm-hmm. like a Mel Blanc. It's art blank, as in like, oh fuck, we did not fill in this. We did not fill in this yeah. <laughs> Mad Libs. Uh, we did not fill in this Mad Libs slot. So I guess his name is Art Blank. Art forgot to uh, forgot to fucking finish the draft of my screenplay. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, uh, this this is just like one more thing that like stacks up against the misogyny. This like there is like like Strom like pins. Jill to the wall and like gets really up on her in a way that is like just extremely uncomfortable. To yeah, me. he's doing the Batman Dark Knight. Where is she? Bit on. Like I like I I can't point to anything in particular about this that makes it stand out. But like I just like in this movie with all this sexual violence and just like yeah other violence that happens towards women in this movie. I just like I look at this and I'm like, what are you doing? If it, if it, what, if what it had happened here? on its own, it wouldn't be that remarkable. But just like right. the movie, but the in movie with ha- everything else that goes yeah, on the movie, movie has told on itself enough already that it's a little uncomfortable i agree right right um okay so now now we get a flashback to uh john and art having a fight where uh john was providing low-income housing to the community but uh art will not finalize the deal unless john agrees to sign on for as a as an engineer going forward because the people love his designs i guess everybody Um, loves john kramer yeah everybody loves john kramer and his cool art uh his cool art houses that are affordable housing uh, so yeah, uh, and John blamed his wife for getting the for having a miscarriage happen to her, um, and that strained their marriage. Yeah, which, great, great shit. Um, Strom is just like interrogating Jill with his bloody shirt still on, which I just thought was funny. And then we get a flat, we get a flashback to uh, Jill's like he just changed after all that because then we get a flashback to John. Uh, the miscarriage happens. John gets a cancer diagnosis and then survives a car crash, and then. Jill confronts John in his what are these fucking names? Also, by the way, I'm sorry, but just like you, the 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 character, the main character and his wife are John and, John Jill. and Jill. It's just yeah. really funny. Like that's that's almost that's almost the president of the United States and his wife. <laughs> Damn, our president is, and his wife are really named Joe and Jill. They f- sure fucking are, huh? Adam Sandler was trying to warn us of Jack and Jill. He just got the name wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah, Jill confronts John in his warehouse. He's like, why do you have all these pictures of Cecil everywhere? And uh, John is like, I don't Cecil, not to take life for... You know what? You know what's fucking up my voice? It's doing the, it's doing the John Kramer voice. That's what's doing it. Right. Here, I'll do it. He's, he's like, like he, but... No, no, no. Uh, Cecil, Cecil, is, he's, he doesn't appreciate his life, and I'm gonna... I'm gonna put him in the fucking hot seat. Get it? Ha ha ha! I'm I'm doing puns now, Jill. You wouldn't understand. This isn't a phase. This is I'm who f- I am. 
I'm Freddy Krueger now. He is a little Freddy Krueger. I mean, <laughs> he has a, he has a certain sense of dramatic irony about him. And we do get this great sequence where he is like setting up to capture sequel, a uh, sequel, Cecil. Se- yeah, sequel, <laughs> fucking sequel. Am I right? I'm talking about fucking sequels. So this uh, this this happens. We get a great scene where he's like getting ready, and we actually see him making his fucked up voice on the tape recorder where he's recording himself and yeah. like rolling it back to make it sound fucked like, up. Like he's doing like the fucking he's doing like the the fucking Parappa record scratches. Yeah, like, it, you took your life for for, for granted. <laughs> Parappa, don't take your life for granted. I won't take my life for granted. <laughs> The timer goes off if you don't find the key. The timer goes off if I don't find the key. <laughs> timer. The timer. Ti- ti- the timer. <laughs> you rapping oh atrocious. So, uh, oh wait, this, God. this, this, is this where he goes to the street festival? This is the, this is the, this is the Chinese so New Year. So, one of the yes. reasons that this franchise is so endearing to me, despite how awful it generally is at every given term, is because it is probably the only series of movies in existence that I can think of that actively George Lucas's slash J.K. Rowling's itself as it's happening because we are four movies into this franchise and they are already providing so much background information for questions nobody gave a shit about right like we're in the fourth movie and they say okay well it's instead of the pigs just being a kind of like you know fucked up looking nine inch nails type thing that john kramer does we're going to explain that actually the pigs are because he loves the chinese zodiac he loves the chinese new year he loves the year of the pig and he fucking calculated his sperm so that his son would be born in the year of the pig like who who needed this fucking backstory for this guy <laughs> oh my yeah. god it's so absurd Oh my god. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. He puts he puts Cecil in the knife face machine, which is just you have to press your face through like a wall of knives to press a button to free yourself from these restraints. And then Cecil does it and he tries to kill Jigsaw when he's on the other side of it and Jigsaw like does a, a dexterous step aside as though he is a bullfighter mm-hmm. and Cecil falls into like a barbed wire thing that Jigsaw just had set up there. Uh-huh. I should mention at one point during this, I think when Jill comes to confront him, she discovers uh, what is a a coffin filled with broken glass, right? Yes. And I, you said, you like reacted really, really positively to this in a way that I thought like this was going to come into play at some point in the rest of this movie. But I guess the glass coffin is just for a future. Yep. Like the thing that, the thing that kills me about these movies is that like, I know this happens all the time, but like, what if Saw Five had like, what if Saw Five had exactly, happened? exactly right? And like, that's the thing with these movies is because the first three movies are written with the perception that there's not going to be any more of them, right? Like each one of those was written as though it could be the last film in the franchise. But with Saw 4, that's when they realize that this is going to be a franchise, at least for a little while. And so they Mm -hmm. start setting stuff up that will pay off. Like you don't see the glass coffin again until I think the end of Saw 5. 
Like, so they set up this stuff that doesn't really matter at all, but then the stuff that does matter, they just completely bungle in every conceivable way. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's so much to it's so much to absorb at any given minute, but Cecil gets trapped in the fucking uh barbed wire box, uh put in pair the pear wiggler. And so what ends up happening from here? I think we're getting pretty close to the end of this movie, right? Yeah, we're 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 about to wrap up because my next note is here comes the good reveal. Yeah. <laughs> um so we get the yeah. Uh uh they, he Art Blank gives Matthews a gun for some reason. I'm not particularly sure why, but he does. I um, and this is this is when we get the reveal of Dick of, of Mickey's Dick Smash. Yeah, he hands him the gun. I think the whole implication is that he's testing him, where it's like, oh, you know, you can shoot me uh, to get revenge, but then you won't get out of this, right? I think that's kind of the implication. Or, sure. or he says, uh, I mean, I, I can ride with that. Like that's enough of an explanation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I feel like I'm grasping with this sometimes, but he looks up after he gives. I, it's the it's the Saw franchise. Of course, you're grasping. Yeah, yeah. So he looks up above Matthews. And Art Blanc sees these, like, two... No, 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 not Art Blanc. Uh-huh. Art Blank. Blank, Blank. Art, Art <laughs> this Blank. This man is not French. This man does not have a last yeah, name. Yeah, that's true. Art Blank, he looks up and he sees Mickey's Dick Smasher, two giant blocks of ice attached to this, like, hammer mechanism that for some reason, despite being in this warehouse for 90 minutes, none of them have noticed at this point. Uh, right. And so... Not even, not even Art, who like had to like set that mechanism. Did up. he? I don't know if he did. Is the implication? I think that. Well, like he he says he keeps. I guess like maybe he did. No, he had to have known about it, right? Because he keeps talking about like, oh, you better hope he doesn't open the door. I I have no fucking idea. Like I honestly don't know. This is this is a movie where you're supposed to do cool jigsaw pog champ at the reveal in the last 12 minutes and not think about and i do do. yeah that's the fucking thing this movie sucks but the last 12 minutes of this is like some of the nuttiest content in the entire saw franchise like they really fucking go for it the thing is that like i i i I, this is this is the fucking boss baby tweet here i know but like at the end of every jigsaw movie the end of every saw movie makes me feel like the end of every higurashi it makes me feel like the end of every dang and rampa trial yeah where like they they (laughs) <laughs> they put on they put on fucking uh, class debate son and uh, Hajime explains how Kameda was able to suck his or, or not Kameda <laughs> fucking Komeda Komeda yeah Kome, Komeda yeah. yeah so you know what I mean but it gives it, it, yeah. it triggers that exact same rush of serotonin as those games before do. before before we came to this island Komeda got rib removal surgery yeah. <laughs> you have to do the fucking like you have to do the fucking fill in the word blank for the for the word rib like removal you, sh- you shoot the bullet and it says rib removal. <laughs> That's why. That's why. That's why the fucking Saw movies. The like they made some really shitty Saw video games, but the Saw movies, like they would be best adapted by Telltale. Like legitimately, these are Telltale movie games, like like game movies, where they are so focused on the intricacies of plot and character relations that the only person, the only studio I think could ever do it justice is something like that, where it's entirely a story-based game with, like, quick time events on the traps or something like that. Right, right. Do we even want to, like, try to explain how this, how, like, the there's, like, three twists at once here. 
Yes. So the twists that happen are if the door opens, then Matthew's head will be crushed and this will kill Hoffman by lowering him into the electrifying zone. Um, uh, and Strom arrives, Strom arrives at the building and there's a, and he hears a loud crash, which is what well, we find out later what that is, but we'll get to that. Um, we also f- see Art Blank take off his jacket and there's like a machine strapped to his back. Yeah, he has like a fucking, uh, I, we don't actually ever see it go off, but what it is seems it? like it's like a neck pincher or something, right? Like it's going to like clamp down and like sever his spinal cord or something like that. But, um, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, saw um, wiki spine cutters, uh, Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So he's got a spine cutter on and he, so he is also just being employed by Jigsaw. Um, and, uh, then we cut to Jeff from the last movie who's still here and he's like wandering these halls and I'm like, Oh shit, Jeff got yeah, out. Yeah. You, yeah. And you then, were like, Oh, Jeff is still hanging around here. And I'm just sitting over here doing like evil, <laughs> evil face, like hands in front of my mouth, yeah. you know? And then, then my next note is like, is Amanda alive? Cause like I hear her talking and then it cuts to the room from the end of Saw Three, when uh, when Amanda shoots Lynn and Jeff bursts through the door and shoots Amanda, because this movie is contemporaneous. This with movie Saw is 3. taking place at the same time as Saw Three. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's such a good twist. Yep. Um, and then uh, Rig like busts in through the well. So Strom at the same time, Strom Strom opens the door to where Jeff is and is like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on here?" And Jeff's like, where's my daughter? I'll fucking kill you. And then uh, Jeff, and then uh, Strom fucking just domes him. him a yeah, times. like Jeff points a gun at Strom, and Strom just immediately drops this dude. And hey, guess what? Yeah. We still don't know where his daughter is at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah, because this is the end of the this is the end of Saw yeah. Three. Remember also? last week when we watched this, and I was like, hey, you might want to keep in mind the ending of Saw Three is like the most important moment of this entire franchise. And is it? Is every fucking Saw movie from here to... Is, is, are the next two Saw movies also going to end with Lynn catching a bullet in no. the stomach and her head exploding with a shotgun No, this is, this is as far as I know the only one that's like contemporaneous, but in all of the other Saw movies, at least in Saw 5, and I think definitely in Saw 6, either retconning the ending of 3 or branching out from the ending of 3 becomes a major plot point in both of those. God. Yeah, so... so uh, um. Uh, we, we go back to the, the Hoffman Matthews room and Rig is like, all right, I've got a button here that will release us all. Uh, I just got to wait until the timer's over to press it. And like the timer's ticking down from 10 seconds and like Rig rounds the corner and sees the final test, uh, written on the door. And, uh, he busts through the door, which caused with like two seconds with like one or two seconds left on the clock. And this causes the Mickey's dick smasher to activate, which crushes Hoffman's head and explodes. Matthew's, like a Matthew's watermelon. head, Matthew's head. Matthew's, yeah. sorry, not Hoffman. No, Hoffman's, Hoffman's fine. fine. Hoffman's yeah, we got to preserve those dick sucking lips for the sequels, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, has, he, needs, he needs to yeah, slurp. Yeah, gotta slurp. Born, uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, raised, raised to cop, born to slurp. That's Hoffman's motto. <laughs> Born to slurp, race to cop. Yeah, basically. But yeah, um, and then it turns out... Trucking, all I want is to give mop. <laughs> we get the absolute... So so these movies have all done this so far, where as soon as the twist gets set, gets set into motion, they do like a big flashback from all the stuff in the movie that reminds you of what the twist actually is. And this is probably the funniest one in the entire Saw franchise, because... It, it, you know what it feels like? You know what it feels what? like to me? Have you seen Arrested Development? Yes, yeah. 
And that's why you don't argue. Exactly. Yeah, because literally he opens the store, he kills Eric Matthews, a gun goes off, like Art Blank dies. And the whole thing's the flashback starts with like every single time a character in this movie has told Riggs not to go through an unsecured door. So it, it, the moral right. of this story is that Riggs has to stop going through fucking doors. I told you about doors, dog. I warned you, bro. It's so... It's so much. Yeah, it's just like this rapid-fire montage of, of the swap man being like, Rig, don't go through that door! Hoffman being like, Rig, you really shouldn't have gone through that door. Like, his wife like, Rig, I'm about to walk through that door. Fucking, like, just... Just... <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh my god, just brain genius stuff. Brain genius filmmaking. And then, we, and the, and then what, what happened, Hoffman leave, walks out of the room because he was fine the whole yeah. time. He was, he was he, the bad he, guy. He, he shoots, he walks out of the like, room. like Matthews dies, uh, Rig dies, fucking uh, Art Blank dies, and Hoffman just gets up and he's like, I'm fine now. You know, I'm normal. Yeah, he he walks out of the room, he's got he's like got his little cake, he's got his cake he's out. He's got some um, cake, yeah. He's got a little bit of a booty. Um, and... Uh, yeah, Hoffman walks out of the building, leaves Rig to die, and then oh, before, on his way out, he he locks Strom in the Hell Room where Jigsaw, Amanda, and Lynn's corpses are from the last uh-huh. movie. Um, the, and then we find we pan out to find that the entire movie was taken in a place flashback. In flashback from Hoffman observing Jigsaw's corpse and listening to the tape that came out. The of The entire TV. thing is a flashback, which means there are flashbacks in this flashbacks and flashbacks and flashbacks and flashbacks. Yep. Just, I thought that there were. I thought I thought that the flashbacks were only double nested this time, but they triple were actually nested. triple nested. Jigsaw fucking yeah, got me. Yeah, they fucking got you. Hoffman having a flashback to plot events he was not privy to, and then having flashbacks inside of those flashbacks. The whole thing taking place inside of Hoffman's brain, like fucking General Hospital or whatever that one show was, where the kid looks at the snow globe. Uh, 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 Saint, Saint elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's Saw Four. That's Saw 4, Jesus Christ. This movie ended, and you were like, I gotta get up and walk around. <laughs> right. I had to do chores to take my mind to just process Just it. a fucking mess. And I, clearly, and I clearly did not do enough chores to process it, because we talked for a hundred Christian minutes about this I still movie. have more to say about this film. Like, I really do. Uh, th- th- like... That's let let just lay this shit out. The, Come on, hit me. What do you? What this, else do you these got? These films are like poisons, right? Like they just seep into you, and then like the more you talk about it, you're like, wait, <laughs> this is absolutely unhinged. Like this whole movie is just like right. Like if you if you if you listen back like thirty minutes ago when I ta- when I mentioned the mausoleum in passing, and then I was like, wait a second, yeah. the mausoleum. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like this, I think my my big takeaway from this movie, as as I would say, a self professed fan of this franchise, is that it's not great. I think there are moments in it that are really funny and enjoyable, but overall, the writing of it is so hacky and rote and just unpleasant that it kind of shoots itself in the foot. But I do really see it as a transition film between 1, 2, 3, and 5, 6, 7, you know? And that doesn't excuse it. Yeah, right? I like, get I'm you. not saying that excuses the flaws, but this is one of the rougher entries in this franchise for me. And I think next week when we hit Saw 5, we're really going to get into what I kind of wanted to watch these movies for, which we saw a little bit of in Saw 3, right? Like, the reason Saw 3 is so good is because so much of it functions on these weird dysfunctional villains in this world, like Amanda and Jigsaw, and that's basically what Saw 5 and 6 are, and so... I'm excited for that. I, 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 I'm excited for the shotgun carousel. And yeah, good trap. Good trap. But uh, Saw 4 is fine. Like, it's not fine. It's bad. 
Like I would say, I would say right. this is a bad movie, but it's one of those things that once we're done talking about it, I probably just won't think about it for a long time. The, until you watch until you watch the whole yeah series over yeah again. exactly and i get pissed off at it all over again but um uh so on a scale of zero to five what are we what what, what are we doing fuck in um, uh let me let me because I, I delete my notes as i go so that i can just keep a better eye on the uh keep better track of what's going on um on a scale of zero to five i yeah, you know what? Let's let's say on a scale of zero to five, Gideon's meat packing factories. How many meat packing factories are you going to give this one? Uh, as a Saw fan, as a fan of this franchise, I cannot give this movie more than a two out of five. But I'm 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 down at like one. I and would a half say one and a half is yeah. more accurate. Yeah, if I was not so brain poisoned by this franchise, I would give it a one and a half, and I think that's about what it deserves. But there are still parts of this I laughed at. There are still parts of it that I think, like, when you meet this franchise on its own terms, work really well for it. But just the overarching narrative and, and the the exploitation of it and the... I, I, think, I think the thing is that, like... Sorry, I, sorry to interrupt. No, I, the exploitation, well, like, like the exploitation the... and just the shitty writing really, really make right. it an unpleasant experience for the mm-hmm. most part. I, I think if I had come into this movie without having seen Saw 3 in such recent memory, like, if September was, like, instead Saw's 4 to 7 instead of Saw's 3 till 3 to 6, and we, and we came in with this, I would be, like, sitting here thinking, like, fuck, do I gotta cancel this fucking yeah. month? Like, do we just have to do different yeah. movies? <laughs> like, like I, I think the fact that the Saw 3 inured me, like, Saw 3 injected me with a little bit of venom, and this one was just, like, a full-on fucking snake bite. Yeah, yeah, this one, this one's pretty rough. Like, that's also why I wanted to get two out of the way first right because what if we had done this mm-hmm. and it had been saw two three four and five right like the the oh. two basically the two worst movies in the whole franchise and then like two pretty okay movies you know yeah so, i don't know this one's this one's rough but next week will be better for you and for me and for this whole excursion i think i'm excited i'm excited for saw five uh we got a couple of questions uh this one is from uh pr the disaster uh, not asked on the Twitter. This one's just uh, through Discord. Uh, a recurring question slash gimmick suggestion. What's the Jigsaw quote? What's the Jigsaw quotes tweet that best relates with this? Movie? Uh, let me check really quick. I, I, I yeah, I got, I got, I got to do a quick deep. Dive I used myself. to know. I used to know um, a lot of them. I think for me, uh, one of the classics is Hoffman. What's with the gay little puppet? Jigsaw, come on now. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> like the thing about Jigsaw quotes, and I think we talked about this either last time or on our Saw 2 episode, is that it is such a pitch-perfect representation of the comedy of this franchise and, like, the way the characters speak and interact that it is, it's, like, a very, very accurate, I guess, parody of the bullshit in these movies. But uh, I think the Hoffman gay little puppet one is really appropriate for this this movie because we get Hoffman and we get the gay little puppet. Um, coming, I don't know if there's much else that comes into my mind. I know that Jigsaw Quotes does have like movie specific tweets uh i i feel i feel like this is kind of a good one from june uh 23rd which is jigsaw in the recording studio hello tony for years you've stood by when others needed your help and then amanda no wait sorry my notes are wrong tony actually helped a lot of people okay okay start from the top hello tony for years you've helped too much and that's basically what this movie is (laughs) right yeah (laughs) oh my god 
Yeah. Uh, we have another question from uh, a friend of the pod, uh, at Emily Hammersley, uh, who asks, are there any saws in this movie? And I don't think... There, you hear one because you hear uh, you hear Jeff say, "I forgive you, Jigsaw," and then cutting his throat open with that. I forgive saw. you, Jigsaw. But I do not think we. S- <laughs> but I do not believe that we see a saw. Uh, we do see one at the very. We see beginning. a seesaw. We see one at the. We see a there seesaw. There is a seesaw. There is a seesaw. We did seesaw, but there is actually, I guess, if you consider a medical saw a saw, we do see them saw open Jigsaw's skull. At the beginning, during the autopsy, oh scene. yeah, true. so technically yes, there yeah. is a saw and a seesaw. We 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 seesaw and we saw a seesaw. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. So that's it for this episode. God, these are just getting longer and longer. I fucking saw six episodes. Going to be twelve hours. Lost. Um. So lost in the sauce. Morgan, where can people find you? Yeah, yeah, lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. Uh, I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Cursegoat. I'm on Letterboxd at Superpeak P E A K. If you want to see what the kind of shit I'm watching as I watch it, and I am also on the podcast Emoji Drone with Sylvie. Find us on your podcasting uh, podcatchers, whatever it is that you use to listen to shit. And I am also on subsequent movie podcasts with Niall where we are currently working through a weekly programming of John Travolta and Nicolas Cage films. And recently we watched the Nicolas Cage movie adaptation, which I did not like, actually. I know people enjoy that film. I thought it was very smug and self-satisfied, and I, I did not enjoy it. But I also did not enjoy Saw 4, so kind of two for two this week on podcast movies. Um, so, uh, you can find us on Twitter at fearbaiting. Uh, thank you to Matt GameCube for, uh, and noisepace.xyz for hosting this and so many other great podcasts. Uh, thank you to Blair for our excellent cover art that you're seeing now. You, uh, I, I didn't have it at the time of recording last time, uh, but the, the cover art fucking it's bangs. It's really good. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, and, uh... Thank you again also to Maxi, uh, pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com. Uh, Maxi made our excellent intro music, this uh, uh, our special intro music for this very for this month, which is, it's a shame because I don't think I'm going to have an excuse to use this, this music again, except for when we do Spiral and yeah. Jigsaw. Um, though, to be fair, I also do commission a new theme from Seda every year. Well, so. hell yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> for, for you'll, get a, you'll get a few more uses out of it. I'm sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, pastelhandgrenade.bandcamp.com for more of her music. Uh, Did you want to do recommendations really quick, or has this gone on long enough? Oh, God, I completely forgot. I, I completely fucking... Yeah, let's do recommendations. Do you have anything, or do you want uh, to go first? I've, got, got, I've got one really quick. I am going, I'm going yeah, sure. to recommend OpenRCT2, which is like an open source modification engine for Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. I have been playing a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon this last week. It has become my new, like, listen to podcast type game, you know? And if you have mm-hmm. that game, if you have it on Steam or if you have the files, Open RCT 2 is a really cool integration. It's the one that lets you do, like, online multiplayer with people. And if you're, like, streaming, you can put, like, people's usernames in the, uh, in the park and shit like that. It just has a lot of, like, minor quality of life improvements and... I have been enjoying playing it quite a bit because I love that game. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation this week is going to be last night. I listened to in the airplane over the sea again, by oh, Neutral fuck Hotel, yes. and I cried a lot. Um, that album is a very special one to me and I it ha- fucking, it still goes. Um, 
the 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 line on two headed boy part two where he says in my dreams you're alive and you're crying is just like after all these years it's still just a it's so fucking good it's chest. so fucking good i saw them in concert uh in austin oh. and the last thing that, that was the very last thing they played they um oh yeah you you can't you have to close yeah, out the like like like, like, like they, they like, played the whole thing they played ghost going into going into that instrumental interlude and then they just had yeah and, and they, they just had yeah. everybody leave the stage one by one until it was just jeff mangum with the guitar and like the singing saw player or whatever and he just busted that yeah. out pretty pretty good shit uh yeah fucking good ass album <laughs> Um, God, that movie, that album turns 25 next year. No, no, no. How old is that album? That album's 99? Something like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm actually curious. 98. So that album, that album's 20, uh, 25 in a couple of years now. But anyways, um, I did all the plugs for, oh yeah. Patreon.com slash free readings where you can go to, uh, hear the episode is where you can go to support the podcast. Sometimes we get the episodes up early like we did last week. Uh, th- uh, but, uh, you know, if not, it's just a tip jar. Mostly five bucks a month, get your name out of the podcast and 10 bucks a month. Uh, and, and 10 bucks a month gets your, gets all that. And also, you can have us watch a movie. Also, five bucks a month also gets a message right on the show. Sorry, I forgot myself. Thank you very much to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran, and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so much. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenia, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. You can also listen to the other podcasts that I do, such as The Wonder Yerks, such as, uh, which is an Animorphs podcast I do with my with Blair and and Seda. Uh, you can listen to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a leftism podcast that is infrequently updated by foreign of the terminally online. And you can listen to Special Grade Snacks, which is a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast that I did with my friend Kay. And also, I've got a couple more irons in the fire that are coming out later this year, uh, probably Probably not too long from now, honestly. I gotta start fucking buttoning that shit down. Ooh, I got a busy, busy... I got a busy, busy fall. I'm looking forward to it, though. So, eh, I think that's everything. So, until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Morgan. And remember... You can put a fucked up gay little puppet anywhere. Good night, everyone. <laughs>